0: Well, good afternoon, and thank you for listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book Service. It's that time of the year. It is time for the Nebraska State Fair. And I'm very happy to let you all know that today we're talking with the State Fair's Executive Director, Jamie Parr, and the Director of Marketing, Ray Massey. Welcome, both of you. Welcome.
1: Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited
0: to talk about the State Fair. It's my favorite time of the year. Before we get there, though, can you tell us each a little bit about yourselves and kind of how did you get to work for the fair?
1: Sure, absolutely. Thank you. Great question. Uh, my name is Jamie Parr. I'm the Executive Director for the Nebraska State Fair. Um, I've been fortunate to work for the organization since 1998. So uh got to see a lot of state fair in Lincoln and then um, the opportunity to make the trip over to Grand Island in 2009 um, and help set up that first fair for 2010 and uh, along for the ride since then. So Uh, very familiar with lots of highs and lows, I would say, about the organization of the Nebraska State Fair. Super thrilled to be a part of the State Fair at this time.
2: Awesome. From my point, I uh, started as a radio person for 38 years in media and uh, traveled all over the country. Nebraska is the uh, 13th state in which I've lived. Uh, I grew up in Indiana, so I'm very familiar with uh, corn and uh, detasseling and chasing pigs through cornfields and all kinds of fun stuff like that, uh, and got into the fair business about 10 years ago and came to Nebraska to uh, work at the state fair a couple of years ago.
0: Well, that's cool. I have to imagine this is a pretty fun job, but there's so many moving pieces. So let's get going on this because there's so much. Now, I wanted to talk just briefly about the state fair's history because I read on your website that the fair is actually older than the state So how did the first fair even get started if Nebraska wasn't even a state?
1: Isn't that cool? I'm so glad that you start at the beginning. That's where the fair started. So um, before there was a state, there was a fair. And the first territorial and mechanical fair held when Nebraska was still a territory was in September of 1859 in Nebraska City. So I look at this book that I just love. It's called Bright Lights and Blue Ribbons. It's written by Betty Stevens, and um, it's a great source of information about the entire history of the Nebraska State Fair. Another good source is uh, Jim McKee. He's out of Lincoln, Nebraska. He does a number of historical presentations, and he's put a lot of time into researching the State Fair. He has a really good talk that he did back in February. We have that tagged on our website. So I would also encourage people to check out Jim McKee and his uh, rendition of the history of the Nebraska State Fair. There's a lot of photographs and it's really amazing the different transitions that the event has had over the last 154 years.
0: Wow, 154 years. That's amazing. So back in 2008, Our lawmakers passed LB 1116, and it relocated the fair to Grand Island. Personally, I thought that made a lot of sense, being smack in the middle of our own state. So have things been, have you seen bigger crowds since Lincoln?
1: Yeah, I would say it's what I call it regularly is a a real revival of the event of the Nebraska State Fair. Uh, Moving the the event to Grand Island afforded us the opportunity to be a little bit closer to center. We're not quite in the smack center of the state, but puts us a little closer to that center point. Um, It puts us closer to um, our ag and our rural communities who participate so strongly in the state fair both with live animals or livestock and equine, but also with our competitive exhibits like photography and ag products and bee culture. So we are certainly closer to the people who tend to participate with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then we have that uh, entertainment component also, education and entertainment That certainly applies to everybody, even if they don't enter something to compete at state fair. Um, Being in Grand Island has really uh, been such a positive experience for the Nebraska State Fair. We could not be more pleased with the reception in this community. This year,
2: I was going to say, Cammie, this year Uh we will welcome during the fair the four millionth visitor to the Nebraska State Fair since it has moved to Grand Island. So it's been a pretty uh, pretty good thing for the fair, good thing for the community, really has revitalized the things that have gone on. Four million people is so a lot of people. I don't care how many, you, how will you count, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Four million since the move. Well, I got to say, it's in the right place then, isn't it? So I would love to hear from each of you. Why do you think the state fair is absolutely so important?
1: Um, Well, the state fair is absolutely so important. I agree with that very much. I say that um, it allows us to contest across the state. Um, It allows us to celebrate what people are doing throughout the state, um, it brings up that pride factor. People can be prideful in what's happening in their home state or in the state where they live now. And uh, for me, most importantly, are the memories, the the families um, that are making memories or the people who uh, attended many years ago and they resurrect those memories once a year. We get to talk about them and reflect on them and appreciate them. Um, The State Fair really is like a family reunion uh, for our fair families and our fair friends. And it's amazing to have an annual edition of that.
2: It starts with the vision of the fair, celebrate the achievements of Nebraskans. And I think that is probably the overarching value that you get out of the state fair. All the other things around it start from that particular phrase. How can we celebrate what Nebraskans have achieved in agriculture, in other kind of competitive exhibits and events as well? It is a celebration of everything that's Nebraskan, which is one of the reasons you'll hear the phrase we talk about, nothing more Nebraskan than being part of the Nebraska State Fair. And uh, I, I think that really is the crux of, uh, of that answer, my answer anyway, for the question.
0: Love it. So you both brought up the agriculture and the competitive exhibits. I love those. I love seeing all the entries. So what can we expect to see this year? What are some of the contests and some of the exhibits?
1: We have some great, um, new contests happening in competitive exhibits. And so competitive is going back to, you know, growing, um, potatoes or tomatoes out in the garden. Um, also bee culture, anything that's made with, uh, bee honey or bee hives. Um, and there's lots of, lots of different exhibits and attractions there. Um, photography, um, foods exhibits, some of the new, Classes, uh, there, are, each of those departments has new classes every year. Some of the newer, um, classes that will be in our visual arts department include a new tie dyeing, um, bracket or contest, as well as, um, some pottery, um, classes and contests. Um, so, but each of those departments has new classes. So we're excited to see what comes to the fair this year by those entries.
2: We heard, uh, this morning about a monarch butterfly sculpture, a, uh, was it a deer sculpture as oh, well wait. was in there? Uh, I mean, just unique creations like that. We have the plain art uh, competition that occurs where people draw or are, are assigned a drawing. They have a day to complete it. They're live on the grounds as they make that drawing. So those are the kind of things that are exciting about uh, competitive events that get people focused on just what kind of talent we have in the state of Nebraska. Absolutely.
1: There, Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. There are, too, a number of live contests that happen in our education department. They have monologue contests. There are quiz bowls that happen during state fair um, and uh, lots of things that happen live and, and in person um, via presentation or the guests can come and, and watch happen or see them being judged at the state fair also. So tell me the winners.
0: They get blue ribbons.
1: A lot of them do. <laughs> yeah.
0: What else does a winner get from the state fair? I mean, I'm not sure. I can't remember how this works.
1: Yeah, certainly a ribbon. And then also there's usually a premium uh, on some level. It ranges anywhere from a dollar um, up to like $2,500 in some of our livestock exhibits or more. I think some of those premiums are beyond 5000 even. So uh, premiums, um, scholarships uh ribbons uh prestige of being the winner at the state fair bringing your family out to come see your winning entry and then there is some um opportunity for them to have gate admission discounts also by being an exhibitor so all of those things to people who participate
0: wow i didn't know about the scholarships has that always been part of the fair that you could possibly win a scholarship
1: yeah, there are divisions where where the scholarships are still uh still an opportunity. Um, we used to do um bonds, saving bond savings bonds for a long time, and some of that paperwork has changed pretty drastically. So um we have just a couple scholarship opportunities remaining for State Fair, but they they still do exist.
0: That is wonderful. Now, I noticed on your website, there was something I'd never heard of. It's the first annual Barn Buddy Show, and you have that scheduled for Saturday, September 2nd at 6 p.m. So what is a Barn Buddy Show?
1: We're super excited about the Barn Buddy Show. Um People with differing abilities are paired up with other people to show a lamb in the show ring. So um yeah individuals age 9 to 21 are paired up with an exhibitor who regularly shows animals. And it's an amazing experience where the barn buddies get to talk about the animal and how to take care of the animal and how to walk through that show ring. There's there's some tips and tricks, and there's some skills involved there. So it's a very, very neat experience. We're excited to unveil that this year. Yeah,
2: awesome. kind of, First annual. Go ahead, Ray. Yeah. I was going to say that kind of dovetails into the uh, whole uh, low sensory uh, activity we're having on the ground throughout the fair this year. One of the things we wanted to do was have outreach for people with differing abilities, we know we want to make the fair something that everyone in Nebraska can be part of, mm-hmm. uh, whatever your flavor, uh, the theme for this year's fair includes everybody. The inclusivity that we wanted to achieve, I think is is shown out in this year's fair, and Jamie really pushed all of us to find different ways to reach out, find different ways to communicate with people who may or may not have been to the fair before because of the way we have always done things. Uh, so the addition of low sensory day, the uh the idea of inclusivity day, which is the Fantastic Friday that will occur on the uh, on the second Friday, second Friday of the fair. Uh, Those are the kind of things that we're working for to make sure everybody feels welcome to your Nebraska State Fair, because it's a reflection of you. It, it's not what we're putting on. It is us holding up the mirror and reflecting Nebraska back up, upon itself as to the types of people the different uh, languages or different uh, ways they can experience the fair. That's what Fairtastic Friday is all about. And uh, we're we're looking for ways to make it better all the time.
0: That is awesome. I love that because everybody really should be able to enjoy the fair, right? So that's perfect. So I can't even imagine anybody walking around the fair saying, I'm bored because if you're bored, (laughs) I don't know how that could be possible. So between all of the different exhibits and the contest, you've got music, you've got food. Let's start with the entertainment, because I know that that's a big draw. So who's playing? Who are the big draws this year?
1: Sure. For our Nebraska Lottery Concert Series, uh, we're going to kick things off inside the Heartland Event Center on Monday, August 28th, with the Oak Ridge Boys. Hmm. Uh, that'll be a matinee show. We always get a good turnout for our Older Nebraskans Festival, and the Oak Ridge Boys are not letting us down. Uh-huh. Perfect. <laughs> then we'll, we'll step in on Tuesday, August 29th. We'll have an evening show again indoors. Um, that'll be three dog nights. Mm. We, that was a later edition for us, but we were super excited to pair up with the 1868 foundation and, uh, Jay Vavracek and, and some other partners to bring, uh, the three dog night show into the lottery concert series.
0: That's going to be good.
1: After Tuesday, we're moving our shows outdoors, so we'll go outside into the outdoor venue at Anderson Field, where Gabriel Fluffy Iglesias will kick us off on Wednesday, August 30th. He's hilarious. Have you seen him, the yeah, comedian?
0: Yeah, I love him. He's so
1: clever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is, Yes, and he likes to talk about it all different ways. Yep. Uh, then our Christian concert, um, again, you know, keeping on that whatever your flavor theme, kind of jumping all over from different genre to genre. But Toby Mack is our Christian entertainer on Thursday, August 31st. Okay. Um, again, stick, sticking with that outdoor theme, uh, Bush is our rock show. They'll be performing on Friday, September 1st. And then we're going to round things out with a uh, country uh, music provided by Lee Bryce on Saturday, September 2nd. So um that, along with uh, a Latino band, Banda Maguey on Sunday, September 3rd, that's a free show, also outdoors. But that is our Nebraska Lottery Concert Series for 2023.
0: Well, that's a good lineup. That three-dog night right there, that's going to be, they're all going to be great. Now, did I read that you have three different stages? with musical performances that happen all day long is that right
2: there'll be stages at earl may fair square there are stages at the uh, the agi stage and also at the pump and pantry party pit we'll all have different forms of entertainment that will occur all day long at the state fair
0: wow you know i'm ashamed to say that i have not been out there yet how how many acres how big is this fair
1: it's close to 250 acres. Um, it's just Ooh. a little bit shy of that, but it's very comparable to the grounds that we had in Lincoln. And okay. uh, we do use, um, you know, every square foot that we can on this campus. Yeah, I bet.
0: So I also read about Battle of the Bands. So are these all local Nebraska bands?
1: Not necessarily. We had over 40 bands kick us off and get us started. We started with uh, online voting. Uh, the general public could vote for their favorite of those 40 bands who submitted. Okay. Um, we've whittled that field down to five. Ooh. So the last 5 we'll battle it out on Saturday, August 26th. They are vying for a cash prize of $2,000, as well as a chance to open for either Bush or Lee Bryce as well as a Nebraska State Fair guitar. I think all the finalists there get that guitar. But, yeah, they they continue to battle. They're two or three phases in, and these last five are really good bands. It's hard choices there.
0: I'm sure. That's super cool. And then what is the Dirt series? Is that concerts as well?
2: Those are all uh, essentially Dirt. I mean, they're going to – we're talking about the tractor pull, bull riding, bull fighting – atv big air tour all of those kind of activities are occurring at your state fair this year and it actually kicks off on friday the 25th with the ultimate bull riding tour which is a brand new event at this year's nebraska state fair they've not been here at least not in my short period of time but they're going to play on uh, friday night and that is at the uh, u.s foods uh, outdoor arena ATV Big Air Tour is on Anderson Auto Field, and that is on Saturday the 26th. They take some of these ATVs and jump them 70, 80 feet in the air. So I I don't, uh, no, that's not for squeamish people like me, but some people really enjoy that. So those both are brand new events uh, to the state fair this year. The Outlaw Truck and Tractor Pull is also at Anderson Auto Field. It is outside the grounds a little bit so that we don't disrupt the field where the concert is going to be right next to it, so uh, that the pits and all that area are slightly to the west of the field, but you enter in the same fashion uh, for the outlaw truck and tractor pull. And then one of the favorites, uh, fan favorites, certainly is back in uh, U.S. Foods Outdoor Arena. Is mm-hmm. the Ultimate Bullfighters presented by Grand Kubota? That's on Sunday, September the third. Mutton busting is earlier that day on that same location, but the ultimate Bullfighters occur that evening. Uh there's not a lot of seats available. So if you want to go see that, this is not bullfighting in the traditional sense you might see in Mexico or Spain. This okay. is this is touch the bull and and don't get yourself hammered in the process of it, if you will. <laughs> So there, there are judges who uh, the the uh, comp- competition has uh, 60 seconds in order to uh, earn points. And you earn points by getting as close to the bowl as you possibly can, including touching him okay. if you can. Because uh, if you can touch him and not get hurt, you get additional points. You have 60 seconds, highest point total wins. So that's the ultimate bullfighting. And then we finish off with the fan favorite. It's the uh, State Fair, uh, State Championship uh, Demolition Derby. And that is Monday, September 4th on Labor Day. So those are the five events we have in that uh, series that goes on. And tickets are always available at uh, statefair.org. And we don't want to leave out also... The ranch rodeo and the high school rodeo finals, which also occur. And those are both in U.S. foods outdoor arena. And those are awesome as well. I don't know if you've, if you've never been to the fair to see ranch rodeo, you have to see it because it is not a traditional rodeo. It is completely different from that. There are all kinds of activities that the. Uh, activities that are in Ranch Rodeo are designed to mimic what a working cowboy would do on a ranch. Uh, pinning, uh, gather, getting the animals in the right place. Uh, team doctoring is another one of those kind of activities that occurs at the Ranch Rodeo. It's completely different and very unique. It's it's a cool event and and uh, it's something you really ought to see if you haven't seen that before.
0: Okay, Ranch Rodeo, that's awesome. So you've got agriculture, concerts, exhibits, dirt series, and I read you have a volleyball classic as well. And who all, is that all Nebraska
1: teams local? Uh, mostly Nebraska teams. I'm sorry, I'm not positive if that's a requirement. But yeah, the Bill Marshall Volleyball Classic, we've had that for a number of years. Um, high school teams come and compete before their before their official season gets started. Um, We kind of started dabbling into sports a while back. Um, the volleyball was one of those um, events. We also do a marathon, a oh. full marathon, a half marathon, and a kid's fun run. It is a Boston qualifier. We have a very flat, very fast course. We like to claim it's the flattest and the fastest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, other sports, we do a cornhole championship, um we've we've had a number of other other things also uh but this year something new that we're adding is some yoga we're doing yoga with llamas on opening night so that Go should ahead. be something fun yeah oh
0: gosh I can't even say so I've seen like with goats and dogs and how they kind of get on people so can you just stop and hug a llama <laughs> just downward dog and then get yes. back
1: and hug the llama Yes, Hug the Llama is right. They're so sweet and so cute.
0: That That is so awesome. And the Cornhole, I can get behind that. Now that's a sport I could do. That is awesome. So you can qualify for the Boston Marathon by participating in the Fairs Marathon. Is that right? Absolutely, yes. I'm learning so much. This fair is really unbelievable. I just recently, because I was thinking, this is so many moving pieces. And I just looked at how many staff members you all have. And now I get it. It's a lot. So tell me about Veterans Day. I know there's a big celebration planned out there. So what can fairgoers expect? It's on the 4th, Monday.
2: Yeah. And Woodman Life uh, Insurance is uh, sponsoring Veterans Day this year. They're actually bringing a 30-foot by 50-foot U.S. flag uh, to be on the grounds. We'll put that on a crane for everybody to see. But the fair has always been really involved in making sure the veterans are taken care of. This year, for example, as has been in the past years, all veterans get in free to the fair on Labor Day, September the 4th. But the celebration includes a a very moving speech uh, uh of a, a honoring of them that will occur inside the heartland event center on that day and it uh, we in the day sheet that we do each day there are there's a different sheet schedule of events of all the things that happen uh, on the fair on a given day so you can get the gate book to get your information you can get the day sheet to get which is a little more current information than what you might have otherwise but on this day sheet on the back of it Normally, we have a sponsor uh, piece of, of information there an in advertisement, if you will. This year, we opted not to do that and to leave a blank space for people to uh, get signatures or autographs from veterans who uh, they see while they're at the fair. So people can get the day sheet and get a signature from a vet as a way of saying thank you. For their service to the country. So uh, those are a couple of the things. I I know there's some other things that go along with Veterans Day as well, but that one is really a a very moving opportunity. Last year was midweek. This year, we've moved it back to Labor Day on request of the veterans uh, so that more of them could participate, and we look forward to that event at Heartland Event Center.
0: So once again, veterans, if you're listening uh, at the State Fair, you can get in free that day and it sounds like they've got a lot of great things planned. So listeners, if you're a veteran, make the trek, go to, go enjoy the fair. So
2: there is a, uh, Cammie, there is a tomb of the unknown, of uh, the unknown replica uh, oh. version that is also on the grounds. That I think, I believe it's all 11 days of the fair. So that's another, uh, way that we salute our veterans and really, uh, uh appreciate the things that they have done for the country. And we want to make sure we recognize that reflecting Nebraska's love of veterans back to them.
0: Yes. Thank you for doing that. That's very important. So on a more lighthearted topic, let's talk food. (laughs) How many wonderful greasy fried things do we have? And is there anything new food wise we can look forward to this year?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, we, we are, we always must have our traditional fair foods. Our corn dogs are a staple. Funnel cakes must be here. Um, hot dogs and hamburgers and pizza, all of that must be here. But we always do find some fabulous new food to bring to each year's event. Um, this year we have a new roasted corn vendor called Shuckers and they'll be bringing us fresh roasted sweet corn and elote. Um, yeah, should be good. Uh, Mid-States Cookers is bringing us a little bit of a different fare, um, for that unique fair food. A uh, prime fillet of alligator will be on a stick. So, mm-hmm. you know how we put just about anything on a stick this year. Alligator comes that way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another concession vendor who specializes in some hatch green chili. They're going to put the hatch green chili on cheese fries and on corn dogs and, I'm I'm excited to. My mouth starts to water when I think about green chili. It sounds fabulous.
0: It does sound really good.
1: And then of course, fried Oreos. I'm guessing all of our favorite fi- fried. Do we? Did you guys
0: ever have fried butter? I heard that some fair had that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we have seen it wasn't a huge hit, but you know, it's fun to try those unique things. Sometimes right. they, sometimes they're not sustainable, but each year, um, we've got something new to try. And, you know, I don't know if it's 60 or 75% of those things actually do become a main staple in some of the stands on the ground. So That's try it out and share your feedback because it's important.
2: One of the things that is, uh, the most challenging about putting on a fair is it's a careful balance between new and old Uh, you want enough new things to keep people uh, interested but you need to preserve the heritage that goes along with that and so when we talk about corn dogs and fried oreos that's preserving the heritage it's what i look forward to you you don't find corn dogs a whole lot outside of what you see at the state fair you you certainly i don't think I've ever seen fried Oreos outside of a state fair. So those are those are the, the traditions. And that is in all uh, processes of the grounds, whether it's competitive events, uh, the 4-H, the FFA content, uh, all has a tradition with new mixed along with it. And, and it's incremental, but it's certainly noticeable that people pay attention. Awesome. So we only have
0: a couple minutes left. So let's share. Well, let's talk about, I mean, the fair starts on the 25th. Is that right?
1: Friday, August 25th is one is the best day of the year for us. It's opening day at the state fair. Um, gate admission is free up until noon. We do a nice opening ceremony at 10 a.m. So we encourage people to come out early and stay late and opening on Friday, August 25th. Uh, we'll run that all the way through Labor Day. We're an 11 day event and our last day is that holiday of Labor Day week Labor Day day. Perfect.
0: So what, um, what are the hours that the fair runs?
1: Hey, generally, uh, right? What did <laughs> each event a little different. Depends on where you're going, but we came oh. up with some hours.
2: Yeah, we it uh, we came up with ten until ten a.m. to eleven p.m. The fair actually opens at eight. We're not uh, chasing tickets so much at eight o'clock, but uh, that's because a lot of the ag events start around uh, eight in the morning. Uh, interactive at that point. So if you want to come for early ag events, you certainly have the opportunity to do that. That's where a lot of the 4-H and FFA uh, material occurs as well. And then the carnival uh, is scheduled end at 11. Sometimes it'll be a little earlier depending on traffic. Sometimes it'll run later depending on the amount of people that are on the grounds. Labor Day is the only real different day, and Labor Day ends at seven o'clock which I remember from last night's meeting we had. So uh, those are those are the kind of things that, that move a little bit, but the whole process here is to make it a fun time for anybody to come and enjoy the Nebraska State Fair.
0: Wonderful. So Nebraska State Fair, opening day, August 25th. Get out there, enjoy the fair again from food to concerts to bowl contests. I mean, you name it, you cannot be bored out there. There's just way too much to do. Nebraska State Fair, what's a good website that people can check out?
1: Yeah, check out the website, statefair.org. We also have a mobile app uh, coming online this year. It's very handy if you'd like to plan your day ahead of time so you don't forget all those attractions you want to check out when you're on grounds.
0: Perfect. Well, Jamie and Ray, thank you so much for taking the time uh, today to talk to me and our listeners about the wonderful Nebraska State Fair. We will see you out there. Thanks again for your time. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book Service.